You're listening to Late Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders and marketing pros. So Chuck, it's one of those mornings in the studio where I have a special guest, not just a guest, but a special guest. I have my pal, Sally Frank, who is the owner of the Bindu. She's awesome. Um, took yoga in her studio. She's a client. She's just so much fun. We have coffee here and there. And that's my intro right now. So Sally, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you both. Absolutely. So for those out there that don't know all the things that you do, because you do a lot and you're very successful, uh, talk about you know what you're doing currently and uh, a little bit about the Bindu. Sure. Um, well, so I have uh, two lives. I'm called a slash. So um, a slash means that you are an entrepreneur slash corporate lackey. But actually, um, I love both my jobs, and I'm very grateful to be in a position to do both. So the first one is as owner of the Bindu, which is a yoga studio in Cornelius, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment. Um, But I'm also in sales at Microsoft focusing on healthcare and connected devices, and that is fabulous and interesting all on its own, and I've been doing that, um, been at Microsoft for about uh, two and a half years, and in this particular role doing this work for about eight months. And what's interesting is that the things that I learned through my practice can also be applied to my regular day job. And the science that we have uncovered through meditation and and um, things like being able to be grounded and focused and how that affects the way people recover from health issues. And I mean, the other day I was reading an article about using augmented reality and virtual reality to reduce the amount of medicine people use to manage pain. So, you know, that's kind of using your brain in overdrive um, to use augmented reality or virtual reality. But it all goes back to the sense of what are you doing with your mind that helps you uh, mind, body, and soul. And so that's what continues to draw me to yoga is because it is about the yoking, literally, of how we move, how we think, how we feel, and how that manifests in our lives. So um, you know, having had the opportunity to work with you guys and, and produce the culture film of the Bindu, I, I have a pretty good handle on on what the real secret is over there. But for those out there that um, that you want to share a little bit more about what you guys are about at the Bindu, is it, you know, go a little bit deeper than just, you know, yoga practice? Sure. So one of the things that I think really sets us apart is the fact that we have amazing teachers that are steeped in yogic philosophy, yogic science, and they bring that to the practice. And, you know, Jonathan, you really did a great job in kind of capturing what our essence is. And our, our motto is, this is yoga. And we're not about, you know, these impossible, you know, um, spandex people sitting on a beautiful beach in the middle of nowhere doing this impossible pose. We're about real people doing real things with real problems. I mean, you know, one of our teachers has had, actually two of our teachers have had hip surgeries and hip replacements. You know, I struggle with a lower back issue and a shoulder issue. And you know what? I bring that to my classes and I share that with people. And so they know you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be 
thin or blonde or even female to practice yoga. And so we bring a realness to it that makes it accessible, but makes makes it safe for each person. So as we um, work through a class, we get to know our students. And if it's a new student, we'll stop and, and take a few moments to get to know them and their history. So that if we're asking them to do something that doesn't feel good or doesn't suitable for them, we give them options. So it's about the personal connection between our teachers and our students. And I think you felt that when, when, uh, when you came to see us. You know, looking through from the outside in, it seems that yoga has become more mainstream over the past couple of decades, which is pretty exciting. And you hear health practitioners talking about yoga and more people that are proponents of it. But there, it seems to me that there's still these people that are on the fringe. They're like, is it right for me? Or I don't know if I'm going to go in there and embarrass myself. There are people much more advanced than me. And then there's these, there's a lot of men that would love to do it but it's just not cool enough or they don't know if it's for them or they don't want to be the only dude in the class Mm -hmm. speaking as an ordinary Joe. Right. What would you say to them or what steps should they take? So there are a couple of things and you asked a, a kind of three questions in that first question. So let me see if I can capture them all. So for the, for the regular person who may not, who may be interested in yoga, but not know where to start, um, one of the things that that we encourage folks to do is we actually have a beginner's class, and it's on Tuesday nights at 6.30, and it's designed for people to come in who may not know exactly what they're getting themselves into, but are open enough to check it out. And it's taught by Sari, who's our studio director, Sari Weston, and she has just an amazing way of making everyone feel comfortable in their own skin and in the class itself. And that class, like our other classes, is very open. If you come into our class, you're likely to get hugged. Um, We're very welcoming from the moment you walk in. And so if you have this kind of stress-related yoga anxiety about coming to a class, the minute you walk in the door, from what people have told me, it completely melts away because we are accessible, because we are inviting and warm and eager to learn your story so that we can build a practice that's suitable for you. Um, and then on the other side, you talked about the um, the men in the class. And so it's important to know that yoga was actually designed for men. Um, and like we do in this country, we kind of take these tried and true things and then make them our own and change them completely. So in this country, it is interesting that most the practitioners of yoga are women. But I will tell you that uh, from a man's perspective, um, and the fact that men tend to be stronger in the shoulders and um, a little less flexible, generally speaking, that yoga is really helpful and not only is it helpful, but there are those of us, myself included, who are what we call stable-bodied. When I came to yoga, I had been doing 16 years of heavy-duty weightlifting. I literally was muscle-bound. And it has helped me build a more balanced existence um, and in my body. So instead of being like my, my hands can't touch the floor, now they do. Will everyone's hands touch the floor? No. Will they get further to the floor? Absolutely. So it becomes, especially as we get older, the aches and pains start creeping in from old football injuries or old gymnastics injuries, whatever you may have, or no injuries in my case, because I was never a student athlete. 
But what it does is it eases it off and it takes those things that you might not have done before, those movements that you might not have had, and introduces them in our studio in a way that is productive and constructive without hurting you and without doing any damage. Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can attest to that, um, having been the guy that you just described. And I I had a a shoulder injury from the gym, and, and Sally knows this, and I was... I couldn't lift weights for four weeks and talked to my wellness team and they were like, you should do yoga while you recover. It's a good way to continue to build muscle and, and work on your fitness. And in that 30 days of doing, I think one or two classes a week or one class a week, I actually dropped body fat and maintained lean muscle mass with a clean diet, of course. So it's it's totally effective form of, of fitness. And, and the last thing I'll say is... Um, I found the end of the class to be the, uh, this euphoric feeling that I've never experienced in 18 years of Aikido, three years of weightlifting, college sports. It was the closest feeling to the last five minutes of a 90-minute Swedish massage. Like, I was just so relaxed. Wow, we need to take that clip and put it on our website. <laughs> <laughs> but it, what an experience, I can tell you. Well, well you know, thanks for that. You, you, you know, this is body, mind, and spirit yes. that we're talking about. Yes. Are there any transformational stories with uh, students that have come in that, that come to top of mind that you've seen people transform themselves in the way they're feeling or their, their bodies? Yeah, I th- I think I actually think everyone goes through a transformation. Um, there are some that are more dramatic than others, but um, we've had you know in, in the case of a couple of men, we've had them come in and literally drop you know fifty pounds over the course of practicing. And and the thing about practicing yoga in a supportive studio like ours is that you are you know it is a fitness thing. But it's also fitness of the mind. And so you feel good at the end of practice. And then you go, you know, it's a night class. You go, you go have dinner and you go, okay, what do I want to put in my body? Do I want to put in a hamburger or do I want to put in a salad? What do I want? What do I want? What's the fuel that I want to put in my body that's going to allow me the best possible experience on and off the mat? And so the physical practice is really a proxy for understanding how you are at your most elemental levels and how you want to move through life. And so the fact that we're doing kind of funky poses and trying to breathe is not to do funky poses and breathe. It's to know how to breathe when you hit traffic. It's to know how to hold your words when you really want to say something to your partner. It's, it's those types of life lessons that come out of these funky poses. So it seems like, well, now it doesn't seem like. We know that we're in a society of stress. Yes. And, and you can, you know, just search the news and they'll talk about stress is increasing and studies say this is more important than ever to to get a handle on that uh, individually. Right. Because it affects every aspect of your life. Right. Including it, your health. Yes. Yes, it does. And I will tell you, I've been practicing for more than 20 years, just a little over 20 years. And... Am I stress-free? Absolutely not. But do I handle stress better than I would otherwise? 
Yes, that's uh, you know unequivocally yes. So it it's not like you walk into a yoga class and walk out and everything's daisy and roses and butterflies. No, it's that you now have a set of tools that you can use to be more mindful in how you live your life and the choices that you make. What brought you into yoga? So interesting. Um, well, I, I mentioned that I was a heavy-duty weightlifter for 16 years, um, could not touch my toes. Um, my arms did not go straight. They were kind of, my mother affectionately called me no neck. So um, after my daughter, I did not work out when I was pregnant. I have one daughter, and um, it just didn't suit me. I'm like, my body's trying to store fat. Why am I trying to get rid of it? So for me, I did not work out, which was really hard. When she was about six months old, I went back into the gym and literally did not get any enjoyment out of it. I had been doing it for so long and it was like, this is not fulfilling. And I stumbled into, and I'm not kidding, stumbled into a class that was being held at the gym um, by a woman by the name of Kelly Gardner, who is a yoga luminary in our community and beyond. And I took the class one time and I was hooked, completely and utterly hooked. Within 18 months, I was in teacher training. I had stopped working out completely. I only came to the gym to find a class, and then she opened up a studio, and I followed her there. So I've been practicing with Kelly for 20 years, and um, that's what brought me in. And, and the, the newness, the ability to learn something new in every class with every teacher is what keeps me going. That's amazing. I love to hear things, stories like that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Let's segue over to... Um, you know, one of the most important parts of any business, and that is keeping the lights on. Yes, and and driving you know new customers there. So where where have you guys found um, you know the best marketing efforts to work for you to 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 continue to grow your business and and attract new students? So we have a couple of things that we do on a regular basis. We do have uh, host special events that are um, hosted by either our teachers or um, teachers in other areas that come in and do that. And so that usually can generate some interest from people who may not have come in otherwise. Um, We do uh, sponsor Facebook posts, and we do that on a regular basis, especially for our events. We do... um, uh, community activities. Um, last year, we did the second Fridays um, in Cornelius. Um, we do other community activities like that. We do health. Um, some of the local businesses will invite us to do health events with them, wellness events, and we'll have a little booth there. Uh, we also do things like um, our International Yoga Day celebration, which is coming up on June 23rd. Mark your calendars. We do um, several hours of free yoga where we have our different teachers uh, present different styles of, 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 of yoga. And I, and I don't mean different styles as in it's all alignment based, um, to keep you safe, but everyone kind of brings their own styles, their own, um, perception of the philosophy and all that stuff. So it's, you know, one class might be a little bit slower, one, one might be gentle, one might be more vigorous or whatever. But um, that's something that we typically do. We, we used to post out signs um, on, uh, on Zion Ave, and um, they said we couldn't do that. So that, that, got, <laughs> that got next. But basically, we're doing weekly emails um, to our existing customers, as well as um, uh, getting them to forward them. And then word of mouth. I mean, that is the most beneficial uh, way to do it because people, you know, have already established the trust and they go, oh, I'm going to bring my friend, my, you know, whatever, my partner, my kids, whatever, um, to a class. So it, how do you balance your work life? Because 
you work for a major corporation. Mm-hmm. You run this very successful business here in town, and then you have your personal life, and well, then so, any hobbies. So th- you, you, you made an assumption there that I run the studio. I do not run the okay. studio. Okay, gotcha. So um, I have put my my trust and uh, my love in Sari Weston as our studio director. She runs day to day operations, okay. and she is amazing. She's really, you know, she and Kelly are, are probably the heart and soul of the studio. My um, my work is behind the scenes, okay. except for opportunities like this. But they are really, the, the um, Sari in particular, are really kind of the, the face of the studio. So I think I think being a good business person is understanding who needs to be that face of the business right. and investing in that person. Yeah, I think you were going with how do you, you know, balance work-life balance and who does? I mean, it's, I think in some moments it's, it's a lot of work, some moments it's a lot of life, and then... At the end of the day, you know, how does it balance? Yeah. yeah, I think it's important to know that, you know, I have this job, um, I have the studio, and I'm doing a lot of things right now, but I have a daughter in college and no other kids, um, so I have much more freedom than, say, some of my colleagues with little ones at home or single parents or whatever, so I'm, I've, I'm fortunate that I can do all these things because almost the station that I've reached in life, the, the age and, and where my kid is and all of that. Yeah, that's certainly, I know what you're saying. I don't have a kid in college, but I know what it's like. And I know, and I, sometimes um, I have to put myself in my, my keto students' shoes when they're not in class three times a week or four right. times a week. I'm sure you see this too as a yoga teacher. It's like, oh, I wish I could, you know, I wish this person was here. And then I'm like, they have, they have kids and they have, those kids have activities and 10 activities to do. So I totally get it. Um, what's one thing you could share with uh, some of the local business owners as far as um, something in marketing that, is a you know is a non-negotiable. They need to be doing this to you know maintain their business, not even grow it, just to, to be relevant and to be found. What's one marketing tip that is you know it has to be done? So for me, I mean, I think all the things that we're doing with the you know emails and all that—that's all well and good, and everyone's doing the Facebook posts and all that. I think the differentiator for us is that. We have someone at the front desk every time you come into our studio, and we open 30 minutes before each class, and you are welcomed, and not in a sickening sweet kind of way, because nobody likes that either, but it's almost like even if you aren't given a hug, you are verbally embraced in a way that says you matter. I also, as well as I know Sari and, and our other teachers, spend a lot of time getting to know our students, and if you've come into our studio, studio once, we will do our darndest to remember you and your name and your special circumstances the next time you come in. So I, in this world where everything is so digitally inclined, I think the best thing you can do is to interact in a meaningful, kind, compassionate way with the people that walk through your door and, and acknowledge every single one. For me, the one thing that gets me is if I walk into a store and the phone rings and they pick up the phone and talk to the person on the phone instead of me who's standing in front, I'm like, okay, I traveled all this way to be here in person. I matter more. And that's kind of the the pretext that we have is that everybody that comes in is important. Everyone is welcomed. And when we have new people come in, we introduce them to others. We make sure that they know who they're practicing with and, and all of that. So, yeah, it's all very, very personal once you walk in the door. That's, those are, that's great advice, Sally. I, I mean, 
there's a lot of businesses that wing it in that fashion. And I think what you're saying is take the time to get to know your customer, period. Yes. And it'll pay you forward. Uh, Sally, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Enjoyed having you in the studio as always. Thank uh, you. What's a great way for um, somebody to reach out to you and or f- learn more about the Bindu? So we have a website, of course. Um, it's thebindu, B-I-N-D-U.com. We're located on Zion Ave, so right in front of Antiquity and Corneas or across from the food line, depending on your perspective. And my email is sally at thebindu.com. Feel free to email me and I will return your email, I promise.